Welcome to 5 Minutes in Church History, hosted by Dr. Stephen Nichols, where we take a little break from the present to go exploring the past. Travel back in time as we look at the people, events, and even the places that have shaped the story of Christianity. This is our story, our family history. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of 5 Minutes in Church History. Our topic this time is Feathery Christians, and this is a line from a book by Thomas Watson. Let me tell you a little bit about the author and the book, and I'll get this from a quote from our good friend Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Spurgeon had this to say, Thomas Watson's body of practical divinity is one of the most precious of the peerless works of the Puritans, and those best acquainted with it prize it most. Watson was one of the most concise, racy, illustrative, and suggestive of those eminent divines who made the Puritan age the Augustan period of evangelical literature. There is a happy union of sound doctrine, heart-searching experience, and practical wisdom throughout all his works, and his body of divinity is, beyond all the rest, useful to the student and the minister. Well, that is a ringing endorsement, to be sure, of Thomas Watson. Thomas Watson was a graduate of Emmanuel College, Cambridge. This is the famous Puritan College of Cambridge. There were 72 graduates of Emmanuel College that went on to be significant Puritan ministers who led from influential pulpits and also left behind their books, were involved in the Westminster Assembly, and even were involved in settling the New World and were a significant part of New England Puritanism. And right there among them was Thomas Watson. Once Thomas Watson graduated from Emmanuel College, he took his first pastorate at St. Stephen's Walbrook right in the city of London. He held that pastorate up until 1660. At that point, he was expelled under the Restoration. Curiously enough, six years later, under the Great Fire of London, St. Stephen's Walbrook was completely destroyed. The church was rebuilt, and it was one of the many churches rebuilt and designed by Christopher Wren. The church stands there today, right in the heart of the city of London, right in the banking and financial district of the city. And it was there that week after week, Thomas Watson preached his sermons, and it was also there that he laid the groundwork for the many books that he would publish. Watson, after he was expelled, managed to find pulpits here and there and preached right up until his death in 1686. And after his death, many of his books were published, and one of those that was published in 1692 was the book, A Body of Practical Divinity. These days, we just simply publish it as a body of divinity. One of Watson's main concerns in this book was helping Christians be settled. In fact, he says this right on the first page. It is the duty of Christians to be settled in the doctrine of faith. Here's what he has to say. To be unsettled in religion argues want or lack of judgment. If their heads were not giddy, men would not reel so fast from one opinion to another. It argues lightness, as feathers will be blown every way, so will feathery Christians. Watson wrote his book as the antidote to being a feathery Christian, not one who is unsettled, but one who is settled. And how do you become settled in your Christian faith? Well, Watson says it's very clear. You spend time on the foundational beliefs. 
And so after he makes a case for being a settled Christian, Watson immediately turns our attention to the Westminster Catechism and uses the Catechism to walk us through a body of divinity or a theology. Of course, he starts with the first question, what is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And this is what Watson has to say. Glorifying God consists in four things, appreciation, adoration, affection, subjection. This is the yearly rent we pay to the crown of heaven. That's Thomas Watson in the body of divinity. I'm Steve Nichols. Thanks for joining us for five minutes in church history. For more information or to listen to past episodes, please visit 5minutesinchurchhistory.com.